to know the Lord. At a point where you might be at a place where we are seeking for help from God. But our help comes from God. There was a time Jesus went to a place and there were different people lying down sick. There was one man who had been there for a very long time by that pool. And the rule was that angels comes to stir the water. And when there's a stirring, Whosoever falls into the waters first, he is the one that gets healed. This man has been there for 37 years. Staring has been coming all the time for 37 years, 38 years. He couldn't jump into it. Can we read the story? Unless most of us, for an angel went out, let's read from verse 1, after this there was a feast of the Jew, and Jesus went up to Jerusalem. Now there is in Jerusalem by the ship gate a pool, which is called in Hebrew Bethesda, having five porches. In this lay what? A great multitude of what? Sick people. It's like a hospital. 
a great multitude of what? Sick people. The solution is there, but there are sick people still there. Blind, he decided to. Those who can't see. Physical blindness, spiritual blindness, confused in every area. There's all kind of people there. Blind, lame, paralyzed, waiting for what? The, waiting for what? The moving of the water. All those people were there, all their mind and attention and their prayer was for the water to move. When you come to church, you don't just come to sit down. There must be an object, uh, uh, objective. We are not here to come and play. Come because there are certain moments that you can take advantage of. Sometimes certain a split moment an opportunity open for you. But some of us, our opportunities come. We are playing somewhere. They are the end. We ask God, were you not the one who said you will heal us? Yes, he said, I will heal you. He came and said the waters. You were sleeping and conversing with friends in the church. When that word came, you didn't hear. You were on your phone. When the staring, the specific word came to you, you were nowhere, you didn't hear. It passed by. You came with a prayer. And during the answers, the prayer, God answered the prayer through his word. But your mind was out of the church. And you didn't hear. So many people, sick, lame, blind, and Paralyzed. Then the one of them, for an angel went down at a certain time in the pool and stirred up the water. Then whoever stepped in first after the stirring of the water was made well of whatever disease he had. Before you can step in first, then you have a determination. This well is not for those who will sit down and say, oh, I don't know, it won't come. It's a well since the time of John the Baptist. This world suffers violence, and the violence are the ones that take it by force. Satan will not give it to you free. 
until you determine to take it. People who are determined are the one that get hold of the blessings of God. Jacob had a determination to take blessings. Always ready. Esau didn't care. So he took his brother's birthright. And the brother knew this was very dear to him. How long will it take for you to cook some cocoa to drink? How long will it take? Will that hunger kill you? What about when you came, your brother hadn't cooked? Wouldn't you have cooked? He is a man, he wasn't the most, his story wasn't a very good story, but he was determined to take blessings. Until when even he met the angel of God, he got, he held him and struggled with him. And that angel said, let me go. He said, me, Jacob, you don't know the one you have met. I don't go to church for nothing. <laughs> I have a reason and a purpose for going to church. Until you bless me, I will not let you go. He tried and let Ingestral embrace it. Look, you can break any part of my body. As long as I'm holding you, I will take the blessing. And the blessing will compensate whatever you've done in my life. So, the the God turned and said, He said, Let me go for the day breaks. No matter how dark your life is, you might be struggling, but the day will break and the blessing will come. And he said, Yes, that is the reason why I'm holding you at this night. How can the day break without blessing? I must enter the day with blessing. Until you bless me, I will not let you go. Unless, <laughs> I will not let you go unless you do what? You bless me. And the angel says, so he said to him, what is your name? You think he didn't know Jacob's name? Sometimes God asks a question. Not that he doesn't have the answer. He's got answers already. What is your name? And they said, Jacob. You know the meaning of Jacob? Supplanter. And he said, your name shall no longer be called what? Jacob. Usubano. Because your desire always to be what you will be, you use all kind of method 
This time, you are not going to use the earthly and the crooked method. God is going to be your method. He said, your name shall no longer be called Jacob, but what? Israel. For you have struggled with God and with men and have what? Prevailed. Some of you, you struggle, but you don't prevail. You start the prayer, you don't prevail. You start the intercession, you don't prevail. I want us to hold on until we get to the end. Let me go back to my story. The lame, the blind, for an angel went out at a certain time into the pool and, and stepped up the water. Then whoever stepped in first after the stirring of the water was made well of whatever disease he had. What kind of potency in whatever happens? It doesn't matter what kind of disease you have. It doesn't matter what kind of problem you have. When you come to church, there is a word for you that can take away that thing. In the word of God, when the Holy Spirit stirs it, it has power to touch and to bring solution to any situation. What we wait is God to stir the word. When that word is stirred, it doesn't matter. It could be death. When it gets stirred up, that's where Jesus said, Lazarus, come out! And death could not. See, the principle is that when a man dies, he's dead. No, he couldn't use that principle. Lazarus has no choice but to jump out. What we need is a stirring in the waters. And I pray that today you'll be stirring in your waters. And may you jump into it. Hallelujah. Now, a certain man, the GV mentioned his name, a certain man was there who had an infirmity. Infirmity. I think he's he's even better than there. He's infirm. He has got some weakness, something in him, and he's an infirmity. 38 years. How many years? How many of you are less than 38 years? Only, how many? Only, don't, don't feel shy. It's plenty of you. Almost to Ted. Ah. So, the sickness is older than you. The man was there <laughs> when my mother was at the labor ward. That's the day the man went there. If you are less, then when you were born, he was sitting there. 
Oh, let me see. I just saw him there. What? Have I finished at five? A certain man was there who had an infirmity 38 years. I don't know the age of the man, but the sickness age I know. When Jesus saw him lying there, I knew that he already had been in that condition a long time. He said to him, do you want to be made well? You think Jesus don't have answers? You think he doesn't know that the man don't want... You go to a hospital and you see people in the hospital bed, you ask the person, do you want to be? Who want to be at the hospital on Christmas Day? (laughs) Jesus met the man. Probably everybody have left him. Probably nobody now, people have given up on him. And he was lying down there. Nobody ever asked him questions. And the first time, Jesus had to walk there. He knew that man must get healed. He walked to that place. What does Jesus want there? Is he sick? It's sick people that goes there. But because of that man, God, Jesus walked there. Because of you, Jesus will come to your place. It might not be the place you expect Jesus to be. Jesus has no business being at the where sick people are because he himself is a strong man. He walked there. Jesus has been going there all the time. But that day, instead of an angel to stay, Jesus himself came there. Grace met him there. The sick man answered him, Sir, I have no man to put me into the pool when the water is stirred up. Everybody has left the man. Sometimes people come and their patients run out. When you are sick, they will come around you, but when the sickness long. When the sickness prolong, that's where you find your, your lovers. People then begin to forget you. Family then begin to leave because they visit this man for five years. He's not getting well. And anything you're going, you have to carry something. 
He had become a liability. So nobody wants to get to a, a person who is a liability. So at a point, this man was rejected by families, by friends, by everybody. You think when he was, he wasn't sick, he didn't have friends. He had some. But the friend tried to help. But at a point, they give up. You might be in need. And you meet friends, they will help you. When they help you, help you, help you, they get to a time when they see you. So he got to a place when everybody left him. And he says that I have no one. The opportunity comes, but I have no one to help me. I had the opportunity there. I see the stirrings. But people, there's no one. The question Jesus asks, this is not the answer. Sometimes your problem can carry you so, can be in you so much that any question they ask, you answer the question in the problem. If you're hungry, you're begging and begging, and you expect somebody to give you some food, and someone can, do you want a job? Your answer will be that I haven't eaten today. <laughs> that will be your answer. <laughs> it's not <laughs> the job will give you food, but now what your mind is that. You've gone through the problem. Nobody gives me anything. He said, do you want to go out of this situation forever? And he's, see, he's talking about people who are not. You see, people are bitter because some people failed. Somebody failed to, to help you. And that bitterness is destroying your future. It's good for people to help. But if they don't help, the psalmist says that I will look up onto the hills. Where cometh from my help? My help comes from the Lord, my God. If you take up your eyes from God and all your hope is in men, sorry. Did you get what I'm saying? Yes. Men, we have specialized in disappointing people. All of us have specialized. We, have, we are specialists. We have a, we have if somebody wants to help you, there's a level you can go. Our endurance for you, even for ourselves, is difficult than for another person to endure. Ah. So don't put your eyes and your faith on anybody. Put your eye and your faith on God. He may use men 
to bring help to you. So this man said, Jesus. Maybe he saw Jesus. No, Jesus is not slim like me. The Bible said he grew in stature. And so, so when he saw this man with all this macho man, tall, nice, young, young, young man, 30-something years, coming. Not an old man like me. And you know, this guy, he can hold me and put me into the waters. He can just push everybody away and put me in. But that was, sometimes we tell God how to answer our prayers. You know that? When you are praying, you have a certain answer in your mind. (laughs) But leave the answer. Leave God to find a way of answering it. He may use your uncle. He may use a stranger you've never met before. So if you put your uncle in that box, you keep the stranger that have the answer out of your answer. So you pray and pray and pray, you don't get answers. He said, I have no one. And there's a lot of people here say, I have no one to help me. I have no one to help me. I have no one to help me. I know. That's your cry. I don't have any connection in the government. So, my business will not work. Who told you? Did God say, I will bless your business according to the government? Let's continue. The sick man answered, sir, I have no man to put me into the pool when the water is stirred up. But while I am coming, while I am what? Another step down before him. It means that the man has the ability to walk. But it's just that because of the infirmity, he is so sick and slow that when they start, some of you, we are very slow to catch something. By the time you go, the smarter ones have come. So this has been the pattern. And the pattern then becomes established in your life. Now, oh, even if I get up, I won't get there. So, Jesus said to him, <laughs> Rise, take up your word. Faumpa, Faumatres, student mattress. I know if it's these days, it's a student mattress you take there. Take your mattress and go. And immediately, say immediately, immediately, the man was made well, took up his word, and walked. And that day was what? And that day was what? And that day was what? 
Let me see. Continue and see. The Jews, therefore, said to him, who was killed, it is the Sabbath. It is not lawful for you to carry your bed. When you have got your freedom, somebody is troubled. <laughs> the day he was healed was a Sabbath. But these people, they saw somebody. They didn't know. They may, maybe they didn't know the reason why the man was carrying his bed. So sometimes when you see somebody, don't just judge. You don't know where he's coming from. (laughs) You don't know what has happened to him. The man is carrying his bed and they think he's breaking the Sabbath. He didn't know that the master of the Sabbath... (laughs) The one who is our rest... He said, come unto me, all ye that are happy laden, for I will give you Sabbath. I will give you rest. The one that gives rest, rest from his disease. Sabbath from that disease. His Sabbath was different from their Sabbath. He has been relieved from the pain. He's now been resting from his pain. Somebody is seeing a mattress. Oh? Today, see, I, I understand them. Maybe they all know that this man has been there for a long time. They all know. People are happy when you are in your trouble. Yes. Sometimes people just want you to be where you are so that you'll be at their mercy. Yes. The man that is at our mercy is not coming. He's joining us. He answered them. He who made me what? Well. well, said to me, take up your bed and walk. If you have any problem with the Sabbath, go to the one who asked me to take up that thing. He knows today is Sabbath, but he told me, take that bed and walk. It is the one who made me what? Well. He is the one who told me that what? Take up your bed. The man who controlled the Sabbath, he asked me, this people had a problem with the Sabbath. 
they misapply the law of Sabbath. <laughs> they take it and butcher it left and right, put their own interpretation on it. They forget about the spirit of Sabbath and carry the letter of Sabbath. They don't know the reason why Sabbath was given. So, they find a way of lawfully breaking the Sabbath. If they say, I shouldn't go so many miles, I'll take five, look at me, I'll take two shoes. I go one, I jump into another car, I go another, I jump into another car, I go another, I jump in another car, I get to my destination, five kilometers. Meanwhile, <coughs> you ask me, oh, I didn't go five kilometers. I went one, I rested, and I started my journey from this place. Trying to find a way around the Sabbath. Somebody genuinely, who is having Sabbath in him. So, then they asked him, who is the man who said to you, take up your bed and walk? Who is that person? Let us get him and stone him. They never asked that who is the man who healed you? This man has been a problem on society. People have to visit him. Somebody have to work and have money to give him. And somebody say, rise up, you two can work and help other people. That one. But the one who was healed did not know who it was. For Jesus had withdrawn a multitude being in that place. The man who healed him, but he didn't know. Let me see a little. Afterward, Jesus found him in the temple. When the man got healed, he didn't stay at home. Some of us will pray. Oh God, give me a husband. He gives you a husband, you backslide. Give me a wife. Oh, this is I'm tired. Uh, this is your zeal for God vanishes when God answers your prayer. Lord, my business! Your business was suffering every Friday prayer meeting. You will pray more than everybody. And shake your head, shake your hands, shake your legs, shake everything. And every prayer meeting you're there crying to God. Then the door, God brings a miracle and the business begins to bloom. So these days, uh, uh, there's traffic. Uh When you were in trouble, you didn't know the traffic. When you didn't even have a car, you were taking throttle. You didn't complain about traffic. Now, God has blessed you. You've bought your own car. You are telling us that God that traffic. God bless you. (laughs) 
<laughs> oh, <laughs> no, no, I didn't kiss anybody. I said, God bless you. <laughs> I don't like kissing people. I like blessing people. <laughs> After Jesus found him in the temple and said to him, See, you have been made well. Sin what? Less questions come upon you. So, what brought that man there? Huh? So, sin made the man weak, sick. The devil had a way of breaking him left and right. And sin has a way of keeping you under prison. He imprisoned the man for 38 years. And the one that forgives comes in. He said, I have come. I have. If the water cannot wash your sin away, I have come to forgive. The forgiver has come. He said, rise up. Your sins are forgiven. Rise up and walk. Sin, devil, you came through sin. Because of sin, you had the power to bring this disease. Now I have forgiven him. Satan, take your hand off. He got up and he walked. He took his sin and walked there. He said, go and sin. What? Tell somebody, go and sin no more. Tell the next person, go and sin no more. You are angry with me. <laughs> but your conscience knows what the, the person is telling you. <laughs> he, he, you know what the person is telling you. So Jesus, the healer, restored that man. The man was restored. Some of us have been in a situation for a very long time. Sometimes you have it could be sin. It could not be sin. But I know most things that happen to us, Satan is able to enter into our situation because we did something. How many of you have never seen before? If you lift up your hand. <laughs> then I know you're lying. We all Sin here and there. Even before you came, you sin small. <laughs> Sometimes we even sin out the, in the church. We sin. Sometimes we lie. Your friend asks you a question in church. And you give him good lie. Just to paint a certain picture of yourself. This morning, those who have been lying down for 38 years, Jesus is just by you. You might not have the opportunity, the strength, to walk into the water. But today, 
Jesus will come to you. You don't need to walk there. He himself realized that you are struggling to make it. He sees your struggle. You think he doesn't know. Sometimes we struggle and sometimes he ah. So does God know this our struggle? Have you asked God before? Sometimes you think God must do something. The time you want God to act, God is silent. You cry, God, where are you? Buddy. He won't mind you. You expect God to shake himself. He feels the shake. I said, I begin to doubt. Does this God answers our prayer? Then you hear someone say, Oh, I prayed and I got this. I prayed and this happened. <laughs> I prayed and this. Sometimes what hurt some people. So what, what is so annoying is that somebody who just came in, he was, you brought him home. <laughs> Even when you were inviting him, he was bluffing you. Making you a unga 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 there, he come and that day now he gets his breakthrough. Say, God, why? What have I done? And you're struggling to have a breakthrough. You get up, you want to go, somebody falls inside. You have to go and lie down again. Trying all your best, nothing seems to work. Jesus is walking. To that person. I said, Jesus is doing what? Is coming to where you are. Maybe you don't know him well. The man didn't know Jesus. There is a yearning in him. If Jesus comes to you now, you might not know him. Sometimes God comes in a form of a certain way, but you may not recognize him. He's visited most of us, but you don't recognize him. He may use the next person by you. Your answer is just close, but you may not recognize him. He came and helped you. Rise up and walk. He didn't know this man from any place. He only knew a man who had a stature and was thinking, this man can lift me. But it's not just lifting him and putting him in the water. There must be a staring face. Will this man be able to stay with me until there's a staring for him to lift me and put me there? That's another question. So, yes, he could even volunteer. I will lift you. But will he stay there with you? You don't know when they'll be staring. <laughs> so, you know it's impossible. What is it? I have no man. And anytime I try and struggle to move there, by the time I get there, somebody has jumped into some people have got helpers. They will help the person and put him in. I don't have any helper. So those who have helpers, is easy. 
Some people have helpers to help them, to give them capital, to give them money to do business. You, you go, nobody mind you. <laughs> Some of them say, bank of crime, go cry and pay The pastor, I want to do it. I want the bank. They say, bring, uh, uh, bring something. Correct. Mr. Minishi, say, I'm going to go. I'm going to ask friends. Then give me your, this is a, hey, when I want to go and get things going lock the house, what will I do? So he's stuck. I said, I can't do anything. Jesus is coming. Amen. He's coming. Amen. He's coming. Amen. Jesus is coming. Jesus is coming this way. He's passing this way right now. Don't be afraid. He's passing just that way right now. If we get to any point, I said, help is lost. Jesus said, I am your helper. Finally, Hebrews chapter 13, 5, 6, says that. 4 and 5, 6, said that. Let me read it, then I'll finalize, I'll close up. Hebrews 13. Let me read it. I read that five, they keep your life free from the love of that technology. Thirteen verse five said, Keep your life free from what? The love of money. And be content with what you have. Because God has what? Because God has what? What did God say? What did God say? Tell the one by you that God is telling you that never will he leave you and never will he forsake you. You don't believe it. Say it again. If you don't remember anything, courageous. That man, Jesus didn't leave him there. He will never leave you. He will never forsake you. You don't have to fret over life. And because God has said this to you, the, the number six, the verse six says that. So we say with confidence, 
because God has spoken to you, you should have that confidence to say that the Lord is what? Who is your helper? So don't say, I don't have any man to help me. The Lord is your what? Tell some the Lord is your helper. Tell the next person. Tell the next person. Who is your helper? Men can forsake you. But God will never forsake you. He will help you. So, if God is your helper, what will you do? I will not be what? How many of you are afraid? So, in every situation, when fear is coming, remember and tell fear that, hey, away, the Lord is my helper. The reason why you fear is because you don't know whether help will come or not. But God has assured you that he is your helper. If you're sick and you go and they give you some report that seems that you are dying, don't be afraid. The Lord is your helper. You shall not be afraid. When things seem to go worse and you don't know what to do, remember, if your child is going wayward, don't be afraid. Remember that God is your helper. God is your helper. Look, it doesn't matter. You may lose your job. You don't know what to eat. I want you to remember, this man never knew that Jesus will come on his way, but the Lord will be your helper. Because of that, you will not be afraid. What can what? I I love this. What can what? Is is it how they they describe man? You know how the Bible describes man? How does he he describe him? He qualified the man with what? As what is the meaning of me? What does it mean? What can a mere man? Mere what? Mortal. What does it mean by mortal? Huh? What does it mean mortal? That person can go away. He can die. He can say, hey, you, tomorrow I'll show you my powers. By the next morning, he's in the fridge. That's a mere mortal. <laughs> he can say, today, tomorrow, I will show this church where power lies. 6 a.m. 6 a.m., he takes his dress, takes his gun, ready, and he steps out. Mm. 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 Bruh. Take him. Me what? He thinks he can use his money to intimidate you because you're poor. 
Hey! Mere mortar! People can lose their money. Rich man can become poor. Poor man can become rich. Position can change. Overnight. They are men. Respect men. But don't be afraid of them. I say what? Don't let any man bully you. Don't let him stand and frighten you. Don't let him think that he's better than you anyway. He's a mere man. Amen. Amen. So go home knowing that the Lord is your helper. In every situation, remember that the Lord has promised you that he will be your helper. You can cry a little. After the cry, it's part of the the mere man. uh. (laughs) But when you finish crying, wipe your tears. And say, "Uh, I've cried, finished crying. You see, I said, I I usually have a senior. Oh, wow. I said, I'm He's called Aduba. He, he will cry. The guy will cry and cry and cry. I don't know whether it's a sickness or what. <laughs> and when he finished, he cleans Ah, me want me. So <laughs> you can cry. You, you sometimes your desire, you want to cry. Don't worry. People say Ben Mansu. When say Ben Mansu, remember we must show them. Let me tell you, women, we cry. The inside cry is more painful than the outside one. <laughs> Amen. Men, how many of you have been cried before? All of us, including your pastor. We all cry. But when you finish crying, wipe your tears. Tell the devil, I have finished. Now I am coming. <laughs> the Lord is my helper. Hallelujah. God bless you. Amen and amen. We have come.